0: Well, good morning. Uh, we want to thank you for tuning in on this glorious uh, Lord's Day. Um, and today is a special day. It's, it's Mother's Day. And so we want to take a little bit of our time today to honor and encourage all the moms out there today. And some of you uh, are having a hard time figuring out which day it is it's, with all this quarantine. Uh, well, there's your opportunity. There's your warning. Call your mother today. My mother has already called me a couple of times and just said, you're supposed to be checking in on me during this quarantine. So mom, if you're watching, I love you. And um, you might want to stay tuned. I've, I've got a few stories uh, about your mothering. Uh, well, oh, I'm going to start over. Dang it, that was good too. Sorry. I don't want to see you. It was, it was too... It was... It was too early. I would have just let it go. It had not been two seconds in. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. We want to thank you for tuning in on this glorious Lord's Day. And today is a special day. It's, it's Mother's Day. And so we definitely want to take some time this morning to honor and encourage our moms today. Uh, some of you who are having a hard time figuring out which day it is, or which week it is, or which month it is, uh, even, uh, it is Mother's Day. And there's your warning. Call your mother today. My mother has already called me a couple of times during this quarantine and said, hey, you're supposed to be checking in on me. And so, mom, if you're watching, I love you. And uh, you might want to stay tuned. I've, I've got some stories about you. So stay tuned for those. And we'll get to those in a bit. But I wanted to start out today in Proverbs 31. And I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation this morning. I think it just brings out the meaning a little bit more. And these are great verses for, for any woman. And and these verses have this this passage has many titles The woman of noble character, the virtuous woman, the ideal mother, the worthy bride for the groom. And I'll be starting out in verse ten going through fifteen, then I'm going to skip to verse twenty five. And it just says this Who can find a virtuous woman? a capable wife she is more precious than rubies her husband can trust her and she will she will greatly enrich his life she will she brings him good and not harm all the days of her life she finds wool and flax and busily spins it She is like a merchant's ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare a breakfast for her household and plans the day's work for her servant girls. She is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and call her blessed, and they bless her with her words. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive. Beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her, deeds pub, let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Men, doesn't that sound like your wife? Your Proverbs 31 wife? Children, doesn't that sound like your mom? Oh, I just threw you a bone there. I, I hope that you just said yes with enthusiasm. That's her. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now as well. And I can just see my wife giving me that famous eye roll. And it's, it's great. And women, doesn't that sound like you? Isn't that a great description of you and your life? Strong and beautiful, fearless and wise, impeccable household, never lazy. Your children wake up and they call you blessed and they bless you with, with their words. Isn't that you? Not exactly, not always. Well, join the club. I'll never forget whenever we figured out that we weren't going to be those perfect parents. And it was, it was about, well, let's see here, Avery's 13 and a half years old. It was about 13 and a half years ago that we figured out we weren't going to be those, the, those perfect parents. And I mean, it was such a miraculous moment, that birth, going back to her birth. Nine months of really tough pregnancy, and then we were in labor for 26 hours. And I say that word, we, very loosely. I mean, helping someone breathe sounds like a pretty important job, but I'm pretty sure after 27 years of practice, she would have been able to figure that that one out without me. But finally and a little reluctantly, out came this little Precious, beautiful baby girl. And it was definitely overwhelming. And I know that I knew right in that moment that our lives would never be the same. Here's a picture of Avery then and a picture of Avery now. And life was great for about two days. We were the perfect parents for about two days. Everyone said, let the nurses take this baby overnight so that you guys can get some sleep. And so we did, and it was, it was good. But then after a couple of days, the, the hospital said, hey, you got to go. And I remember thinking, are, are you crazy? You're going to let us take this girl home? We have no idea what we're doing. And up until then, I just figured, hey, in parenting it's going to be easy. I'll just do whatever my parents did. But whenever we got to that moment, I thought, I don't remember what my parents did whenever I was a baby. Whenever that girl, whenever Avery would start to cry, there was no magical off button on her that I could find at least. That we could just switch her on and off. And it was impossible just to ignore that cry. cry. And believe me, I tried. But we took her home and we're so thankful that we did. We couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine that life with without her. When we took her home, this is what I learned. And I think that we both would have said, hey, we have no idea what we're doing. But over those first few weeks of parenthood, I witnessed out of my wife the exact opposite. I started to gain this confidence because of her, because of Audra. I was able to say, hey, we got this. I mean, I mean, I got an up-close and personal look at a mother's instinct, a mother's intuition, a mother's love, a mother's care, a mother's self-sacrifice. In a way, a mother nurtures. I've seen over and over again how my wife has put her kids' needs, her family's needs in front of her own effortlessly. I don't think she would ever say that. But in my mind, in my eyes, it has been that. In Isaiah 49, 15, it says this. Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child that she has born? It was like witnessing an eagle care for her young. Just doing what they were meant to do. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a special thing. And I really believe that a mother's love is what most reflects the love of God. In Isaiah sixty-six thirteen, 13, it says, As one whom his mother comforts, so will I comfort you. I don't know if anyone's read the book or watched the movie The Shack, but I remember thinking that it was such an interesting way that they portrayed the God figure as a mother, as a mom, as a woman. Although there was some controversy in this portrayal, I was able, it was able to paint a picture of God as the comforter as the main character in the story is, because the main character in the story is a father who has lost his child due to a kidnapping and finds great comfort in this lady that is the God figure. I mean, who does the boy run to whenever he scrapes his knee? Mom. Where does the girl go whenever her heart has been broken? Mom. Who does the soldier long for whenever he's injured? Mom. What does the athlete say whenever he is in the, in the limelight? Hi, mom. God has placed inside of the hearts of each mother a natural intuition to love and comfort and nurture. And a mother's love and care and comfort will be one of the greatest gifts that that child can have. But those great gifts when practiced without great faith can be a great curse. So moms, because moms live out those roles, constantly questioning if they are enough. They'll go through the whole day helping others, going the extra mile, sacrificing self, tirelessly putting others in front of herself. And at the end of the day, the end of the day, replaying that day in her mind, suffers from these thoughts. I'm not good enough for my job. I'm not cool enough for my friends. I'm not fun enough for my kids. I'm not pretty enough. For my husband, I don't keep a clean enough house. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not patient enough. I don't make enough money. I'm not good enough. I'm not a good enough cook. I am not enough. And so many mothers struggle with these lies. And I believe that these lies are from the pit of hell itself. And I really believe that on this Mother's Day, that I'm supposed to tell moms today that they are enough. I'm here to tell the mothers listening this morning that they are enough. You are enough. And you probably don't get to hear that enough. I know growing up that a lot, that a lot of times my mom... Uh, a lot of times I didn't reciprocate the, the love that my mom showed me. I didn't tell my mom that I loved her enough. I'm sure that she received a lot of limp hugs from me. There were many times when she had a one-sided conversation with me. And normally I didn't appreciate my mom enough. I heard way too much. Just wait until your dad gets home. I didn't thank her for all that she did to me, all that she was for me, all the laundry that she did, all the gifts, all the love, all the time, all the meals. Now, granted... My mom wasn't the best cook, but she always wanted us to eat healthy. And it wasn't so much that she wasn't a good cook. It was just what she cooked. Routinely, we would have to ask what was for dinner. And this was after she had put it right in front of us. I mean, what is this? And I started to figure this out. I started to figure this out about my mom. Her taste buds were not normal. She loved things like rutabaga and squash. And to this day, I still have no idea what rutabaga is or where you would get it. But I do know that it is not good. My, mo- my mom never once had to say, hey, who ate all the rutabaga leftovers? And I don't know. Uh, I don't know that, but I am pretty sure that it... Uh, I'm pretty sure that it adds five years to your life whenever you eat rutabaga. Uh, But I've tried it, and I'm willing to take my chances. This stuff is not good. But as I look back, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for a mom who made me eat my vegetables. If that was... I'm going to have to start. I'm going to start that spot again. Sorry, Scott. Ah. I'm trying to think where I, I'm trying to think where I should go back to. Sorry. Uh, Oh, like we'll do it. Yeah. Sunday morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I will. Um, I'm trying to think where I should go back to. I mean, I really got emotional there too, and so i I don't know if that's good. I struggled through some of those words, okay all right i think i I think i'll start I think I'll start right here. I know that growing up I'll say, "You are enough <sighs> Boy, I tell you what I didn't have a scripture in there for a while too, so. All right. I know growing up that a lot of my mom's love towards me probably wasn't reciprocated like it should have been. I didn't tell my mom I loved her enough. And I'm sure that she received a lot of limp hugs from me. There was a lot of one-sided conversations. And normally I didn't appreciate my mom all that, for all that she did and all that she was to me. I heard way too much. Just wait until your dad gets home. And I didn't thank her. Enough for all the laundry, all the gifts, all the love, all the time, all the meals that she cooked for me. Now, granted, she wasn't the greatest cook. She always wanted us to eat healthy, to eat our vegetables. And it wasn't so much that she wasn't a good cook, it was mostly what she cooked. What I realized was that my mom. Didn't have normal taste buds. She loved things like squash and rutabaga. And I don't, I don't even know what rutabaga is. I don't even know where to get rutabaga. I don't know what family of food group rutabaga is. But she would cook it. And I know that my mom never had to say, hey, who ate all the rutabaga leftovers? Never once did she have to say that. Routinely, though, we would have to ask, mom, what's, what's for dinner? And this was after she put it onto our plate. She loved to just put things in a pot, uh, all the leftovers in a pot, and then serve it up. She loved it. We were not big fans. But looking back, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for a mom that made us eat our vegetables, that didn't cook us whatever we wanted to every single night. I'm thankful for all that she did. How she loved and how she gave and how she served. How she showed us what it meant to love Jesus with all of our heart. I'm thankful for all the prayers and I'm pretty sure that she never saw the end of one of my close ball games because she would always go out to the hall and pray. When I went off to college, I'd always visit uh, my mailbox every week just hoping that a girl had sent a note to me. And every single week, I had a note in there from a girl. But that note was from my mom, letting me know that she was praying for me. And I probably didn't appreciate it like I should have then. But as I look back, I'm so thankful for those prayers. It was those prayers that got me through college. It was those prayers that led me to my wife today. It was those prayers that made me who I am today as well and so mom if you're watching you are enough and you've always been enough and thank you and it is the message that i hope that not not only moms go away with but every single one of us that we are enough you are enough ephesians 2:10 gives us this great reminder For you are his creation. You are enough. You are his handiwork. You are his craftsmanship. You are enough. You are God's masterpiece. Wow. You are enough. Created anew in Christ Jesus. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. You are enough. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. So that we can do good things he planned for us long ago. You are enough. I mean, I really don't think that God would give you the influence and responsibility that he gave you and then not equip you with everything that you need to accomplish the task. You are enough. Ephesians three twenty and 21 says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or imagine, according to his power that is, wo- that is at work within us. It says according to his power that is at work within us. And that means that everything everything that it takes to accomplish the task god has already given you it's already inside of you it is in you, you are enough. You see, whenever you understand this, whenever you tap into that power, that's whenever you can overcome any obstacle. There's, there's no mountain that you can't climb. There's no valley that you can't find hope in because all things are, po- are possible to him that believes. And when you believe that and you live by that and you lean on that, you aren't just enough, you are more than enough. A good general wouldn't send their soldier into battle and not equip them to fight. Not equip them to defend themselves. Not equip them for that battle. God didn't call you as as his ambassador on this earth to walk around and be defeated. And yes, there will be trouble in this world. There will be obstacles. There will be hardship. There will be sickness. There will be times when you feel like you're a mess. But in God's eyes, I want you to know that you are a beautiful mess. And that God says, I've got this because Jesus says, take heart. I have overcome the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are not living a life that you have called to if, you were, if your mantra is just to survive. God didn't call us just to survive. He has called us and he has made us to thrive. You are created for one person, one purpose. And that is to know God and to make him known. And that is absolutely, that absolutely means through the most important titles that you will wear on this earth. And I'm not talking doctor or teacher or lawyer, professional, owner, or even pastor. I'm talking about the most important titles that you will own as friend. As grandpa, as grandma, as mentor, as wife, as husband, as dad, and as yes, of course, on this Mother's Day, as mom. These are roles that you should not that should not be taken for granted. These are roles that have are of great privilege, that are of great honor, that are of great Influence, And when our days are numbered here on this earth, we will look back at, and at those roles in our life with either great satisfaction or great regret in how you were performed in those roles. And so I urge you today to not go into those most important roles alone. Isaiah 41 10 says this, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And it is through him that we are enough, more than enough, and only through him. And aren't you so thankful? Aren't you so thankful that he remade us? that he remade you, that he reclaimed you, that he redeemed you. Romans 3 says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It says, but God demonstrates his own love, love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Ephesians 2 says, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, by, not by works, so that no one, can boast. We need Jesus. You need Jesus. I need Jesus every single day. So getting back to our conundrum. Proverbs 31. Who is this Proverbs 31 woman? Who is this woman of noble character? Who is this virtuous wife? Who is this ideal mother? Who is this perfect woman? Is that you? If you claim that to be you. East points, not the place for you. No perfect people allowed here. So who is this worthy bride for the groom? Well, I really believe that we find that answer in Ephesians 5. And as we, as we find that bride of Christ, we find Jesus is prefer- preparing himself a bride, the church, to be presented before him in a splendor. In Proverbs 31, this woman leaves, leaves us looking and longing. Who can find her? Who could ever be this Proverbs 31 woman? Well, Jesus is making her. And as we sweat and as we labor to become helpmates to our husband, it is God himself through Christ who works within us. What he has begun will be completed. And all who trust in Jesus will one day stand before him without a spot, without a wrinkle, without a blemish. The unfaithful people of God will have become the most excellent bride. And so I call you redeemed church, reclaimed church, remade church, the bride of Christ, the helpmate of the great healer. To be that virtuous bride clothed with strength and dignity, walk by faith and not by sight because we know who holds the future. Let's be a church whose words are wise and caring and compassion God has called us to be that church that goes that extra mile for their brother and sister. Let's be the bride that God has called us to be a church that fears the Lord, that puts him first, that loves others. For it is that bride that we will find blessing and praise from the Lord. It is that bride that we will will know and will make him known. It is that bride who will change the world. It is that bride through Christ that is enough and will be enough. I and mean, maybe there's somebody out there today that doesn't feel like they're living up. That doesn't feel like they're enough. There's something missing inside of them. There's a whole God-sized hole in their heart. They've never made Christ number one in their life. And if that's you today, I pray that you make this the day of salvation You allow Christ to come in and fill those gaps and be that love that you are missing to put him first and make him Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? God, I just thank you. I thank you for this day that you have made. I thank you for how your word brings us great comfort, brings great love, brings great instruction. I thank you for how your word shows us how much you love and you care for us, that you have a plan for our lives. And thank you for that great promise of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. And I pray that if anyone out there today is needing you, that they make this the day salvation they make you lord of their lives god this is a special day a day of celebration god we thank you for all of our moms we thank you for how you work in them and through them for we've all been blessed by our moms in many different ways but most importantly we thank you for you we thank you for your love and your comfort and your goodness And we just pray that your protection be upon each one. Especially during this time. God, you're good and you're good all the time. We love you. And we thank you for all you do for us. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you for joining us today, East Point. We hope you have a great day. Moms, happy Mother's Day. Have a great day.